now. Welcome. Welcome to Biologic with Boosie. It's your girl, the Boots. Oh my God, we have so much to address this week. Politics is just really is too much to mention. I really want to break it down with the whole Brett Kavanaugh Trump situation at another date. But we do have a special guest. Um, please introduce yourself to the people. Special guest. Oh, my name is Jaja. You know, we can we can get right into it. All right. Well, um, Jaja is a, um, an author, a happily married man, and also an author um, that has marriage advice and, and life advice. But um, today's topic is learning from love and hip hop Hollywood. Um, we talked about it before the whole Safari A1 um, Lyrica love triangle. It's very entertaining, but we can actually learn from this stuff. Like, this might be, these might be people on a reality show that's staged, but they're really married. Um, they were on The Breakfast Club. Ja, I don't know if you saw The Breakfast Club with A1 and Safari. I mean, A1 and Lyrica. But they're really, really married. They've really been in an eight-year relationship. They've really dealt with infidelity in the past between the two of them. And Lyrica's really, really pregnant. So, um, I don't know. Like, a lot of the people seem to be saying in the comments that, that he should divorce her. And that she, like, played him on national TV. What do you see? Well, I, I don't know if um, if they should get a divorce just over a situation that's alleged. However, I'm sure by both of them being entertainers and both of them being in a whole Hollywood scene that they know all of the stuff that come with it. You know, she's a, she's a singer. You know, she in her profession, she has to deal with other men. Of course, those other men that she's dealing with, they're going to have um promiscuous personalities and you know that's just some of the stuff that come with hollywood you know if he was mature he would be able to deal with that right but i, I don't think that you know they should break up what they have you know over some some allegations that haven't yet been proven even though you know i know it's kind of humiliating you know as a man you know, to have, you know, your wife name out in the streets as being, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it. I mean, because really that's what it is. People saying like, you got him looking crazy out here in these streets. That's what I'm seeing in the comments. I'm seeing the guys saying, even if she didn't do anything with Safari, her mother said, oh, remember you, he sent you that, you know, picture of his private parts. And she was like, mom, you know, well, how, why would you say that? Like, she's done a lot of guilty, suspect sort of things Lyrica has, and it's just not looking good with the, the general public. Like, if you look at the comments on the YouTube videos and stuff, it's just not looking good. Um, people feel like he's been emasculated or... Um, yeah, but how can, you, how can you emasculate a man who's already feminine? <laughs> well, you know, that you're talking about you're talking about a man that has blonde hair. You're talking about a man who wears mm -hmm. straight shoes. You're talking about a man who wears tight clothes. You're talking about a man who wears fingernail polish. Wow, yeah, you you really see. That's why I appreciate having someone else 
on the show with me guys because when i'm here by myself all i can do is rely on you to disagree with me in the comments but it's good to have somebody to have this exchange with because that's a perspective i didn't even think about and it's so true he he wears nail polish extensions blonde hair pearls she actually threw that up in his face during an argument um when they first started having problems this season which was like the first or second episode she threw that up in his face and said yeah everything about you is fake your hair is fake and you know so i mean that is um pretty pretty insightful right so um, you know it's He's he's self-emasculated, you know. Like there's no, there's nothing that she can do to make him more, you know, more uh, less than a man than what he right. already did for himself. So, you know, I, I I think I think they're they're actually good for each other because you know he whatever he done to himself that's what she wanted, and I'm pretty sure she had a reputation before he married her. So, right. you know, somebody already have a reputation before you get married, then that's something that you that you should have been able to deal with. That's something you, you should have thought about before you committed. Yeah, because a lot of guys, well, I don't want to say a lot. I'm exaggerating. Um, just Safari is, um, you know, implying that something may have happened inappropriate, whether they went through with anything. It's not just Safari now. It's the other yeah, guy. Rockstar. Mentioned Rockstar, yes. Right, and you know, you know, I, I see, I see the situation as you know something that they can get past. Because, you know, obviously, you know, he he want to turn a deaf ear towards you know whatever's being said about her in the in the quote unquote streets of Hollywood. <laughs> you know he he's you know he he don't want to you know he don't he really he really don't want to hear it he just want to move forward with his wife and with his relationship so i think i think they can get past it but you know in terms of you know like being in a real relationship and being in a real marriage you know with all of these fake friends you know fake friends is just interference you know right. in, in, a, in a relationship you know, people want to see their relationship go left so they can just laugh and talk about them behind their back. And you said you didn't see the Breakfast Club episode? No, I didn't see the, the Breakfast Club interview. Oh, this is really interesting because when you touched on the point about fake friends, it's funny because Lyrica kept saying throughout the interview, you know, I thought that was a friend of mine and Angela, you finally said, you know, what's with this thing with these fake friends, you know, like all these supposed friends and, you know, um, Lyrica really seemed baffled. Like she really thought people would, she said, you know, sometimes you just, you're being yourself and people turn that around and then you're like, oh, they needed a storyline. And that's when you realize that really wasn't my friend. But I mean, that's where I think people really need to be aware of the fact that this is a reality show that's staged and it causes people to behave a certain way when they know they're being filmed and when they know they can get paid for certain, you know, situations. So that's something to consider as well. And we can't just look at this as like A1 and Lyrica as being just a regular couple um, in the streets. I don't know. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, but you know, A1 and Lyrica, they just an example of what's really going on with regular people. You know, like some right, <laughs> right now as we speak, somebody's having sex. <laughs> Are you there? That's that's happening right yeah. now and somebody's having sex with somebody else's husband. So, you know, these things go on. You know, how, however, you know, when when you're committed to another person, you know, I, I don't think, um, I don't think nothing is beyond um, fixing. You know, it's just, you know, you, you gotta have forgiveness. Like if, if you have a, if you have a best friend, you know, like you, you a female and you have a, a best friend who's a female, you know, and if that, if that best friend, you know, y'all might've known each other all your lives. If, if she goes out and she finds another friend, I mean, like, what what are you gonna do? Not be friends with her no more? Right. You I know, mean, so, but yeah. my friend and not my my, you know, significant other. I mean, I don't know. I f- I feel like with A One and Lyrica, the thing that gets touchy and is really taboo, and I don't want to say it's okay, but there is a double standard. Um because she's a woman, I think everyone is coming down on her so hard because the men have done this time and time again. I mean, look at Rashida and Kirk on the Love Atlanta Hip Hop, um, the Love and Hip Hop Atlanta um, franchise and all that he's done and that she's forgiven him and such. But I mean, it seems like A1 and Lyrica are in a better space, at least on, on The Breakfast Club. But again, it depends on the dynamic of your relationship. When you're in, when you're in the inter- entertainment business, there's a lot of promiscuity going on. Like right. That. And 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 once you get into a relationship, a committed relationship with somebody who's in the business, who's in this crowd, who's in this atmosphere, who's in this environment, then you should already be prepared for some cheating and stuff to be going on. Now, Charlemagne the God blamed it on time. He said, well, me and my wife have been together for 20 years. And when you're with someone that long, there's bound to be cheating on both sides. And so I didn't necessarily agree with that. I don't know. Um, It doesn't doesn't have a lot to do with time. It it has a lot to do with, um, it has a lot to do with opportunity. You know, again, you know, depends on the dynamic of your relationship. Like if you have a wife and, you know, say she's just a homemaker, she stays home with the children, you know, she takes the children to school. Um, Maybe you go to work, maybe she go to work and then y'all come home and y'all just living a life as a married couple with just um, household and work. Then there's not a there's not a lot of opportunity for somebody to have time to be because it takes time to cheat you have to meet somebody you have to converse with this person you have to set up a meeting place and you you have to have some kind of time on your hands to even make cheating happen but when you when you're in the entertainment business and you can say well i'm at the studio but you at the studio with another woman you know, it, it, it right. can go down that way. You know, you can say well, you're on a business trip, but you could be on a business trip with another woman. 
which we see it and I guess that's why Mona chose Love and Hip Hop as a franchise or as a, a thing to explore because the first season of the Love and Hip Hop Atlanta franchise, Stevie J was supposedly in the studio working with his artist, which just so happened to be um, Jocelyn and he cheated on Mimi and completely left her and had a baby and everything. So um, I guess it is uh, the lifestyle and I don't know if there's a, do you think there's a place for marriage in, you know, the the industry? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you have, you have, you have porn Absolutely. stars who are married. Yeah, that's true. You know, if a, and, if a, if a man, and they seem to be happily, I've seen some that seem to be happily right. married. If a man could marry a, a, a porn star, whether it's soft porn or hardcore porn, and he has to wrap his head around the fact that as a profession, his wife is going to be sleeping with other men. And again, I would say it, it depends on the dynamic of the relationship. Right. So so if you if you get into a relationship, whether you're a man or a woman with somebody who's in the industry where promiscuity, uh, how you say promise, how you say promiscuity? Promiscuity or promiscuity. Some people, it just depends on how you, you know, tomato, tomato. Hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Okay, now I hear you. Thank you. Can you hear me now? sorry about that sometimes these things get weird when you have a, a large file but we're back um i you were saying something about promiscuity or promiscuity right when when you're in an industry you know where promiscuity is uh is prevalent then you have to wrap your head around the fact that there's going to be some cheating involved right you know, that, that might, it, it might be difficult, but if it's too difficult, then you, you shouldn't get into a committed relationship if you can't handle it. Right. Right. Um, there are, are um, a lot of people that have been in the, like, I think Ashford and Simpson, that's one. <laughs> that's a little old school for this crowd, but um, maybe, maybe not. Some people, um, I think, might know who I'm talking about. That's a couple that have never had they've been in the music industry singing duets together forever and have never had um, any um, any scandals or anything. But um, A1 and Lyrica seem to be getting past this issue. They were together on The Breakfast Club. They um, seem to be working this through. They even are uh, talking about how they like had a sit down with Ray J and everything. So they seem to be like in a, in a good place. Um, another thing I wanted to ask because I know you have the book and it's about divorce not being an option and a lot of people just it just not it doesn't sit well it didn't sit well with me but I learned to understand a little bit after I saw their interview together on the breakfast club and if they're willing to work it out 
why would I hate on that? Um, but uh, the, a lot of people have issues with the fact that not only did Lyrica supposedly cheat with Safari, but it was a lot of her actions that happened afterward that makes pe- make people feel as though that A1 should ask for a divorce, such as Lyrica going to the studio with um, Rockstar. Um, she showed up, she, she went up there and she had on like really revealing clothing and said how she was done with her husband. And she knew that was his like arch enemy. Do you think that could be grounds for divorce? Like, I don't trust her. How can I trust someone that would, you know, play like that with an enemy of mine? You know, I think um, she don't only look at Rockstar as an enemy, she look at him as a friend. You know, that's, you know, Rockstar is somebody that, you know, they both known for quite a while. However, she knew that that visit to Rockstar would make her husband upset. Oh, and yeah, that's, that's I see that. that that's, what, that's what she was trying to do. <laughs> so, you know, she was trying to, she was trying to make him upset. So if she set out to make him upset and she knew that that was going to do it, then, you know, that that's what she did. You know, is is you know, it is what it is. However, I still don't see that as being something that they can't get, that they can't get past. So is the bottom line of your um, book basically like once you're married, there shouldn't be anything that you can't get past or is there any? Right. There, there shouldn't be, there shouldn't be any, any deal breakers after commitment. You know, co- commitment is, is, is just what it is. It's like you, you committed yourself to a whole nother individual, right. you know, for through uh, good or bad, for better or worse. Right. But how, now an, another thing too that get addressed, you know, in the beginning of the book is is how how you choose your mate. You know, a, a lot of people a lot of people look for love. And, you know, I, I would say that instead of looking for love, you should be looking for peace. Right. And you know, when when you're looking for when you're looking for peace that mean you're willing to compromise. You know, if if I have likes, if I have if I have likes and dislikes, then you should be trying to cater to those likes and dislikes and and vice versa. So that way so that way we can live in peace. Okay. Because you can you can love your child and still kick them out the house. That's right. That's absolutely right. It's happened to me. I mean, I, I always knew my mother loved me, but she had to kick my, she had to get me out of there. So, um, with, with, uh, with communication and maturity, you know, and, and, you know, I like to bring up the word maturity because it's, it's immature for a person to say, Oh, you did something that I don't like. Now we got to fight. You know, that's, that's right. immature. That's, that's something that, that's something that children do. Instead, right. you know, you did something that I don't like. You know, let's talk about it. Let's see how we can, you know, um, bring some kind of resolve to it so that way this don't happen again. Right. Um, you know, as human beings, I think we consider ourselves to be at the top of the, um, I guess, animal ki- kingdom hierarchy. And 
we're supposedly different because we have cognitive thought. We actually plan out and prepare for like the end when other animals seem to just be living in the moment day to day. Um, you know, that sort of thing should put us, if we think we're so high and above, you know, every other animal, I think we should try not to fight, you know? And a lot of times I had to talk myself off the ledge because, you know, I'm going back to some sort of hood, you know, upbringing that I think I have to hold on to and say, oh no, they said or did something that violated. Um, it was like, you know, that's just a no-no and it's a cultural taboo and, and now we have to fight or now this is the end. And I think that's also the same that way that we look at marriage in our community at times. It's like, yeah, there are no deal now, now I gotta I gotta cut you off because that's one thing that I disagree with. I, I don't I don't think that I don't think that we're part of, of the animal kingdom at all whatsoever. See see as oh. as humans as humans we have the ability to be whatever we want. Animals don't have that ability. They could only be animals. So then I can work like this as far as in comparison to all of the species or um, living beings that are on this planet, we do consider ourselves to be, um, you know, above, just like based off of what you just said, we think that we're above all the other animals. So in that case, why are we fighting like animals in a lot of cases? And what I'm seeing on television, say for example, all this month and last month has been nothing but like, Cardi B fighting, Donald Trump saying and doing, you know, inappropriate things that we think socially are inappropriate. Um, Again, because, because as, you know, we can choose to be, we can choose to be whatever we want to be. And again, what you're describing is immaturity. Again, it's like, okay, you did something that I don't like. Now we have to fight. See that that's what that's what animals do. Right. Instead, instead as human beings, we should say you did something that I don't like. Let's talk about it and let's try to come to some kind of resolve. Right. And then and then if we can't come to some kind of resolve, then we can just separate. Right. You know, we don't have to we don't we don't have to deal with each other. But once you make a once you made a commitment to a person, Once you once you made a commitment to a person, then and and you love this person, then there, there's always there's always a, a resolve. There's always a solution to uh, to deal with any problem that that comes up. Well, um, as far as the behavior, like say for example, you know we've touched on certain issues that um, have arisen in A1 and Lyrica's relationship and things that people think are like just, you know, deal breakers and we got to get divorced. Um, what if this person continues to do the same behaviors? Should Lyrica and A1 be going through some some kind of therapy or some sort of reform? Because, um, you know, right. I feel like my behavior was inappropriate. And, and I think, and I think, I think um, therapy should be a, prerequ a prerequisite um, to commitment. You know, like, uh, if you know that 
okay, uh, Lyrica, she might have grew up. I mean, you can tell by Lyrica's mother and A1's mother that they broke, that they both had to grow up with issues. <laughs> and I know that's the truth. And and even though A1's mother to me looks a little bit more ratchet, um, I feel like Lyrica's mother is more with the, you know, shits, as they say. I, I don't know. She's just, it's something about it that rubs me the wrong way, but I do see um, why they're the way that they are. I do see that, that they must have had, I mean, I don't see them as even as bad as their their moms, but um, yeah, I can, I can see that they're dealing with some deep-seated issues. So therapy, Black people, I, I was listening to like the Breakfast Club once again and other, like NPR, they're saying that we shun therapy the black community doesn't like therapy and I can for one say I I have um, avoided it for a very long time so we need to try to embrace that hello are you still there you can I can hear I think I hear you now you guys bear with us. We have a little interference. You hear me? Oh, now I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. back you guys sorry for that um i think it just gets too long and they cut and it cuts off but um we're back um did you want to just add anything extra or any other ideas or thoughts that you didn't get a chance to share or um i'm here um i think i was in the in the middle of a lot of you know saying stuff about you know commitment to therapy. right but yeah, you know, it should be a it should be a few prerequisites, you know, before two people decide to commit. Because, you know, when you get married, you're talking about you making a commitment to be with this person for the rest of your life. And you know, there, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be things that happen. There's going to be uh, interference and all kind of stuff. Right. And and you have to you have to be able to be mature enough. To, to get around these things for the sake of your family, especially when there's when there's children involved, because if if just say you have somebody like Safari, you know who's who's running around, who's, I mean he's he's childish. Very. You know you, you'll let a childish man like Safari break up your family, and now, you know your 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 children now could potentially grow up without a mother or a father. Right. Right, and they have a baby on the way. Right, that would be that would be ignorant on your part to let somebody like Safari be able to break up your family. Yeah, and it was just like the only storyline he had, so it was a little thirsty looking for like for fame. 
which is what Nicki Minaj, you know, has said about him, that he's just like trying to ride on her coattails and stuff. So now that that's over, he's going to create a situation that's not really real. Um, K. Michelle, thirsty for a storyline. Um, all she could talk about are her butt shots, which were leaking and causing health problems. And then now she gets all tied up in Lyrica and A1 situation with the whole safari thing. And I don't even know. It seems like maybe he was, you know, just playing along with it for uh, the sake of having something, you know, like a storyline for him and K. Michelle. So I, I don't I don't know. But the storyline thing and the mm-hmm. thirst bucket mm-hmm. thing is really obvious and disgusting. And K. Michelle is the worst. Like she she goes around and she done been on Loving Hip Hop New York, Loving Hip Hop Atlanta now loving hip-hop Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's like she go from city to city making friends with people just to, you know, just to start trouble and laugh behind their back. Right. You know, she she's another person who you could tell she's hurt and, you know, hurt people. Hurt right. People. There's, no, there's, there's no way that I could be friends with somebody like that, you know, without them first going to get therapy because you can't be a friend when you're only out to hurt people. And um, K. Michelle had a, she was on one of those shows like The View or something and they asked her, apparently she had a really close relationship with R. Kelly and he's like a mentor to her. And so if someone like that is super close to you, I can imagine that she might have, she might need some therapy. I mean, it's obvious K. Michelle needs therapy whether she was close to R. Kelly or not. But um there's definitely a dark side that needs to be explored because to me she created this whole um you know i know whatever issues a1 and lyrica are having had to have been there but i mean i mean for it to be this big of a deal but i feel like k michelle really stirred the pot with that and then um lyrica said she thought that was her friend they she was on breakfast club saying how she did go and show up and paid for her own flight and did all of this to go be like um an opening act for k michelle which she said it wasn't presented to her that way so there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know she said k michelle approached her and said hey um i want you to be a special guest at my show and she paid her own flight did all of this stuff didn't get paid for her performance and so these are all this stuff is in the background that a lot of us don't know until we look at a an interview or something, you know, like, I don't know. But it, it's just been one big thing. I'm getting off topic a little. It's just been one big thing that I feel like um, everybody has been really passionate about. And I like to look at the comments on YouTube just to see what gets people's blood boiling and to see strangers arguing with each other and stuff. And also- now, also, you have Ray J and Princess, right? That's right. His wife. Now, Princess, didn't didn't she used to be Floyd yes. Mayweather's girl? Yes. And, and she also used to be a stripper, right? Yes, she was. According to Tiara Marie and um, the blogs, I believe she was a stripper and that she definitely was a girlfriend of Floyd Money Mayweather, which... I thought Ray J and Floyd were supposedly like super close friends at one point at least. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so again, again, you know, their relationship attests to 
the kind of stuff that goes on in Hollywood. You know, everybody is having sex with the same person. You know, girls, you know, the men and women are being passed around and, you know, switched up. And, you know, these people, they're friends one second. And next thing you know, you marrying your, your best friend's girlfriend. Wow. And she, she used to be a stripper. And you, you were into strippers. And you had a problem with sleeping around with all of these different women. And now... You know, everybody is in this one big crab pot. So, so when when something happens to where, because as a stripper, you know, a stripper is is one degree less than being a, a full blown prostitute. It really is. So now you marry this, and a lot of them are after she, after, she, after she have this baby, and then. You know, she get she get back out there, and <laughs> something happens. Like, are you gonna are you mature enough to to be able to deal with that, or are you gonna say, oh, okay, I know you used to be my friend's girlfriend. Now I married you. I know you used to be a stripper, so you have some issues because uh, I know she got some daddy issues as well, right? Because yeah. they showed her mother, but she never talks about her father, right? So, you know, like you, you got a lot that you're gonna have to deal with, you know, in the in the near future. As Ray J. Wow. So when you say, could you give an example? Well, I'm pretty sure after she had that baby, she's she's not gonna wanna just sit in the house and be a homemaker. She's gonna wanna get back out there on the scene with the rest of the mm-hmm. girls. Yep. I mean, she'll probably get a nanny. I mean, she that Ray J can afford it. Yeah, she's definitely gonna get a nanny. And when she get back with the rest of the girls, you see what what you see what goes on when they go on their little girls trips. Mm-hmm. Yep. In London and all of that, they they just went to London and all kinds of stuff happened. But I think Princess couldn't go because she had the baby, so she's gonna be even more eager to like do things like that once she heals and the next season comes if she and Ray J intend on, you know, returning, so. But um, Lyrica and A1 left it up in the air whether they were going to return or not when they were asked on The Breakfast Club, so um, I don't know. It is with now, now when, when, you look at, when you look at somebody like uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, you know, people say that Will Smith and Jada Pinkett has a, have, they have a. Yep. Open I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. And I believe it. And it's not because I want to believe the worst. Um, if it works for them, they seem happy. I see them. I follow Jada and I rarely see him anywhere on her page, like when they were an active couple. Um, I see him doing things on social media and she seems to be nowhere around. But once recently she posted a picture of them they all just look like a family that but she and will didn't look romantic they just looked like you know friends and they were on vacation with his son from his first marriage and the daughter and then the son that they have together commented where in the hell am i like (laughs) you know in the picture and she said you know something you know you had to do something but um Right, and 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 I think that you know because they because they in Hollywood, you know, 
they were able to come to terms and say, okay, this is going to be the dynamic of our relationship. So that way we don't have the same problems as everybody else. Because we, we know in Hollywood, a lot of relationships came from people making movies together. Right, right. So when if, if a lot of relationships came from people making movies together, then we have to also know that a lot of relationships came from people being in the studio together as musicians. It's that chemistry, that thing they call chemistry, or they sing very well together. Right, right. But it's, I, I don't think it's just chemistry. I think it's just sometimes people be overcome with lust at the moment and the opportunity is there. And next thing you know, you know, they end up having sex. They fake like they in love. They get into a relationship <laughs> until that person, until one of them decides to make a movie with somebody else. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just laughing. Boy, I wanted to go back to, because you said it real fast. You said they fake like they in love. Right. They fake like they in love and, until one person decides to, to make a song with somebody else. You get into the studio with that person and then the same thing happens. Now you have, oh, why you cheated on me? Why you was in the studio with her all night? Because that person, you you have to you have to know that this is this is the way it happened between me and you. So now if you in the studio with another woman, it got to be in the back of your mind. Like hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is how <laughs> this is how it happened between us. I'm not getting ready to let that happen between you and somebody else, but. At that point, it's too late because this this is your profession. Right. Well, um, speaking of, and, and it's getting really serious. This is kind of really serious topic because it's a lot of rumors going on about um, surrounding the death of Mac Miller, the um, rap artist, the Caucasian one that just overdosed, and people are saying it was a suicide yeah. because he. What's the, what's the rumor? Because I didn't hear the rumor. Well, the rumor is that he was in a serious relationship with Ariana Grande. Um, I don't know if you know who she is, but... Yeah, I know she is. He was in a serious relationship where he was just super in love with her. And after she dumped him, he... They said his album... You know, I've my ex-boyfriend told me, he was like, well, you know, his album after that breakup was really dark and I just wasn't feeling it. It wasn't what I was expecting from him, you know, he's more like um, the happy frat boy rapper, you know, and so um, after, recently she's come out with this new relationship with this other white guy who's like a comedian or somebody complete opposite or something, but um, they're claiming he overdosed, committed suicide because he was so depressed over, you know, that whole situation, like, she left him for this other guy. So, like, the promiscuity in hip-hop can take a, a dark... If that were true, it could take a dark turn for the worse. But I wouldn't blame Ariana Grande. That's, of course, Mac Miller's own issues. Because, I mean, come on. But that's the rumor. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's... You know, again, you know, it's something that you have to, you know, you have to uh, be able to wrap your head around when you decide to be in a relationship with somebody that's in a, a certain a certain profession. Right. 
you know, with uh, with with Safari and Nicki Minaj, like they got together because they was in the same rap group. Right. Oh. Okay. And then and then then that ran his course. And I'm pretty sure if Meek Mill wasn't a rapper, there's no way he would have been able to even be around Nicki Minaj, let alone have her as a girlfriend. Right. And supposedly she's uh, dated Nas, and you know it seems like she's gonna stick with in the industry. And I guess who's available to her? Now, now I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that there's you know um, other men out there that she that she could be interested in like it could be uh, a businessman you know it could be you know a regular working class man you know anybody that you can you know find companionship with but it seems like you know when you're in the industry when you're in a certain um industry that you know a lot of people seem to stick within that industry when they when they find somebody um for companionship Right, like um, Stevie J and what's her name, Faith Evans just married and, you know, you have some people who have stuff to say about that. I feel like it's so old with Biggie dying that it's not that big of a deal that Stevie J and Faith uh, took it there. I mean, this is like, what, 20 years ago? Right. So I don't know, but um we'll see how that pans out I hear they have a show coming out and maybe we'll be able to learn some lessons from that um I gotta get yeah yeah but yeah but Steve, Stevie J I can't see him <laughs> he, like he <laughs> he he has sex with every female that he tried to put on right every 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 one of them so i'm wondering is this a publicity stunt but i heard it's not i heard that they are always together it could be they they've been longtime friends and and it could be real but but again you know faith evans she's gonna now i i I haven't never heard of faith being with uh you know other men and all that kind of stuff but she's gonna have to be able to wrap her head around him sleeping with other women if she wants her marriage to work i uh boy because that was one of the issues she had on her show that he he came on and they dated before and it didn't work because he cheated or he did something so if maybe she's looking for a spinoff or a reality show but now now let's Unless he's born again somehow, and I'm not talking about like becoming a Christian or nothing <laughs> like that. Unless he's born again and he renew his mind, you know, it could it could work. But as long as he's the same Stevie J, he you know he he's too thirsty. I can't help myself but to entertain another rumor. But one theory that I had in my mind is that if this rumor is true. Being that we know in the past Faith has been pulled over and arrested for having narcotics, cocaine, um, here in Atlanta, and oh, wow. I'm sorry. Oh wow, no, see, I didn't know. Oh that. yeah, Stevie J, and this is just something that I'm putting, you know, together in my mind based on the rumors that they're both cokeheads. I was gonna go in a roundabout way to say it is that. Um, Faith had a coke problem that we definitely um, know that she at least had some in her possession 
Um, and Stevie J and Jocelyn, while they were together, it was rumored that they were on cocaine, which is why they had um, very erratic behavior on one of the reunion shows and in some like YouTube videos that people recorded. But um, I sometimes feel as though their relationship might be drug related, which sometimes you have that dope sick love thing going on where people um, do drugs together and that's their relationship. And then they also, um, there's a, a private source that I know who is very close friends with both of them. And I know for a fact based off of her Snapchat and things like that. And I know that she's, you know, into that sort of thing too. So, I mean, not to give too much away, but it just makes me think, oh, is this the real reason that Faith and Stevie J can't stay away from one another? I don't know. That's just to throw that out. Right. Yeah. So Bobby and Whitney. Right. Seriously, we'll have to see because with Stevie J being involved, it's sure to be some kind of train wreck. So um, I think as their relationship and their marriage progresses, we're going to see something. And hopefully it's positive. I don't want to see anything bad, but um, I do mm-hmm. have to wrap up. But I don't know, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? One last thing is, you know, um, I think the best example that we've seen on Love & Hip Hop is Remy and Papoose. Oh yes, I love them. I love them as a couple. Yeah, but now, however, when Remy Mom was locked up, I'm I'm pretty sure Papoose was out here doing this thing, you know, with a, with a lot of other women. And I mean, me myself, I, mean, I seen, yeah, I seen I seen Papoose in Brooklyn and um in Williamsburg. Uh, I think I was on um on Grand Avenue, but I seen Papoose with another girl in his truck <laughs> while while she was locked up. But so, I, know, I mean, but I know she had to know. Like, come on, she did right. seven. She did seven and a half years in prison. You know, her man is a rapper. Of course, he's gonna have groupies. He's gonna have fans. You know, he got. He I think. Got money. The, yeah. No, I was just gonna say the way I think Remy is and how much of a realist she is, and being a, a person that does have that um, street knowledge. I think she probably told him, look, I know you're going to do what you do. Just make sure when I come home, you know, they know what it is. And right. I possibly said that because I, I would have kept it real. If I know I have years, I'm not even going to ask nobody to do no unrealistic, especially a man, a young, attractive man. I know he's probably going to do whatever. And I think that sort of real exchanging yeah, but that, but, but that's, but that's together. Mature. But that's maturity. Right. And and consideration and lack of selfishness and I mean, whatever girls were in his past, he must have them in check enough to know because I haven't heard anybody come out and confirm or any girls come out and say, um, you know, that's why I had your man when you was a she has Remy has had several beefs and several um internet social media arguments with people and it hasn't been that. Right, but also see the, the the girl that I seen him with, she wasn't famous, you know. So see, he knew, and he knew better that way too. Let me not. Right, but but Remy, did, the paparazzi will be there. Remy did say during their Breakfast Club interview that you know she used to go on his social media in his DM and 
curse girls out. <laughs> so, so I'm pretty sure maybe some of those girls that she had to curse out was probably somebody that he probably dealt with in the past. Right. Wow, that's that that's interesting. And and even with you having seen a girl in his truck, you know, we're not bashing him or anything. Um, it's just real life. You know, she was locked up and she had mm-hmm. did I forgot how many years, but it was what, eight years or something? Seven and a half. Yeah, so I mean but they're living beautiful now and they have this hashtag black love movement which I'm just in love with and he adores her and they're pregnant now and even after like her having lost her tube or something and uh, lost the fallopian tube and stuff so things can be good and and awesome for young black couples in love and so thank you so much for bringing that up I'm, I'm just really glad that you thought to bring that up as far as a good example on TV to to uplift and to pay attention to would be Remy and Papoose. They're not perfect, but they set a good example. I also want to say one thing in terms of relationships that, you know, when when you're looking for a spouse, whether, you know, whether you're a woman looking for a man or a man looking for a woman, one of the key components is that this person is receptive. And, you know, being receptive just means that you're open to new ideas because you're going to have to be receptive to be um, to be open to growth and development. And that and that's the that's the key. One of the key components to a relationship, because when you get into a relationship, uh, a lot of times you might get into a relationship with somebody who's immature or you might get get into a relationship with somebody who's already set in their ways. And, you know, that becomes boring and monotonous. But when a person is receptive and they're open um, to grow and y'all can grow together, then, you know, you can have some um, some excitement, you know, in your relationship. Right. And and it's always exciting to do new things and to grow and and explore and discover with you know, the person that you've chosen because you chose that. Remember, you chose that person. And so now, um, you know, it's not, I think it shows, you know, integrity, commitment, a lot of good qualities that you could put on a resume when you've chosen a mate and you've developed Now that we're talking about, uh, you know, who people choose and choices, do you think Camille knew that she married a rapist? <laughs> that uh, I did do a Bill Cosby um, episode, and I feel as though at some point Camille had to have known because, or have had, had to have had some inkling that her husband wasn't right, like even sexually, because I don't know. I think there had to have been some kind of clue, like. When when you're married to someone that long, and you claim you know them so well, and you've been with them every step of the way, how do you not have some sort of clue? Right. I mean, I've seen women who do interviews on like Crime Watch Daily, and they have like people who say, "Oh, I was married to this serial killer and stuff," and the woman will come out and say, "You know." it all fell into place this and that he used to do these things he used to do that i never questioned it 
um, you know, stuff like that. And they would say, you know, they would they would just have some sort of thing, epiphany that told them, hey, I knew that I was right in my gut. I was feeling these feelings that something was wrong and Camille's not doing any of that. I don't know what her deal is. I don't want to, you know, judge her too much because I'm not in her shoes, but my my feeling is that she had some some clue <laughs> for the money um, and for the lifestyle yeah. and the the clout she she kept quiet that's my feeling on it right but she i mean she had to know something well first of all we she i know she knew that he was messing with other women right like all the women who get these rich men a lot of them the majority of them do know and they are okay with it because you know they're they're sitting pretty guys thank you so much for listening to uh biologic with boofy the boofy girl and our special guest thank you so much for joining us ja we really appreciate you sharing your thoughts and ideas and your opinion and just if you guys have anything to say if you agree with us disagree just um any feedback about the show comment in the section below like subscribe share with your friends um let's get this conversation going and i hope you guys have a wonderful day love you